professional disaster this is a podcast where we ask each other questions sometimes we answer them sometimes we might even answer them well we'll see maybe sometimes accidentally my name is matt norman with me as always will hebner and we have a special guest today not just special to me because he's my dad his name's reverend you're reverend so we gotta say reverend dennis hebner you want to say hi hi we're awesome. so glad to have you here. Yeah, it's, it's good great. to be here. It's good to be here. <laughs> oh, man. So we've got uh, a really cool kind of different episode today. It's going to be, I think, a really great conversation. Before we go uh, too much further, though, I want to mention our email address. If you guys have any responses to the questions, like some that we're going to ask here today or anytime, uh, then we want you, we want to hear from you. Of course, you can kind of connect with us a lot of different ways, but we would love to get some emails from you guys. And you can do that by emailing us at profdisaster2020 at gmail.com. And that's just like it sounds like it should be spelled. And when Matt says we'd love to get an email, he really means we'd love to get an email. I, I, I check it every day. And aside from the promotional things that Google sends me, I'm, I'm just, I'm so sad. It's so lonely, guys. We would love to get your emails. We can't even convince our wives to email us. So I don't, I'm not really sure what that means. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, we do have a review here. This is very exciting. It is exciting. And it, what's sad is that it came in fairly quickly and it took us this long to, to see it. But this uh, this comes in on Apple Podcasts. I am i don't know what I'm doing, so I'm assuming that it's from KM793. I don't really know what that means. That may just be some random numbers. I don't know. But if you're out there, KM793, thank you so much. She says, great podcast. I love the humor and discussions about life and faith. Looking forward to hearing more. Good news for you, KM793. Here we are. Here's more. <laughs> Four good. more episodes so far. Yeah, man. Awesome. So we, we, we're going into our, our warm-up question right away, I guess. And we wanted to do something that was not going to take as long as we normally take on the warm-up question because we want to, we want to be able to take our time uh, with our special guest. We got some questions for him. So the question, guys, is fairly simple. What is one of your favorite quotes? Matt, I'll throw it to you first. Yes, and of course, in the interest of keeping this simple, I won't read the eight quotes that I brought with me here today <laughs> as a favorite quote. Um, many of them ranging from literature, most of them from um, Spider-Man comics, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of different ones. But there's a great quote that I came across just earlier this week as I was doing some reading uh, for my job, and it's from uh, Simon Sinek's Eater... Sorry. Let me try that again. Simon Sinek's Leaders Eat Last. Um, it's a really good book just about leadership and, and how important it is to kind of have a servant leadership perspective on things. And there's this quote that I just kind of keep thinking about, and, and I'll just read it here real quick. It says, when we do not feel safe from each other in the environments in which we work, our instincts drive us to protect ourselves at mm. all costs instead of sharing accountability for our actions. And it just kind of prompted me to think a lot about uh, how, how I work as a leader. And I also think it's true for just any type of relationship, right? You know, so that there's a lot that we can think about as it relates to what, what we, how we present ourselves and how others present themselves and where the disconnect happens sometimes. Um, just, a, just a really interesting quote that I've been thinking about a lot. I think there's a huge change to, I almost think it's a generational thing and a smart thing, but some of that comes from this idea of what used to be fear-based leadership mm -hmm. like and and just how and w when i say generational is i mean that i don't know that fear-based leadership works on the younger generations because mm -hmm. the, the respect for authority is not quite there like it used to be and rightfully so but that's that's a really yeah i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to sit on that one that's that's good especially for us as leaders in our uh different organizations like that's we want to create that environment of felt safety 
it's a it's a it's a quote I came to like just just probably um, a day or two before I went in to to talk a lot about my my job in a in a kind of a, a job interview type situation. So it was it just really played on my mind a lot and guided a lot of my answers as I was as people were kind of asking what's your leadership style and I was like yes this 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 really speaks to me. So yeah, really really important one for me. All right, pops, what you got? Well. One of my favorite quotes comes from D.L. Moody, who is from a few generations even ahead of me, but one of the more uh, noted evangelists of yeah. the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and someone asked him, uh, why do you keep praying uh, for the filling of the Holy Spirit? Mm. And he said, I leak. Ooh. Oh, wow, that's great. That's like two words. <laughs> Well, you wanted to keep this episode short. Yeah, this well, part no, short, but, uh, my quote is, I leak. I appreciate but, that. but it just reminds me that no matter how grandiose your ministry, mm -hmm. how great you are uh, in the sight of yourself or others in the Christian faith, this walk on this earth drains you spiritually. Yeah. And you need to, to turn to God. You need to turn to the Holy Spirit. And for D.L. Moody to say, I leak, it just says the, the Holy Spirit dwindles in my life daily and I need to act in order to fill it. Wow. Well, there you go. I leak. And that it works it works both ways too, right? Like good and bad. If I'm filled with the spirit, then I'm going to leak spiritual fruit. If I'm not filled with the spirit, I'm leaking and I don't know if that, you know, it'll come out. Yeah, it'll yeah, come out. That's but interesting too. does it come out yeah. sideways and in ways that maybe I'm not as as proud of. Man, that's mm. that's powerful. That's a cool turn on it. I'm, I'm going to break the rules. What? Yeah. I'm going to share two. Surprise. Yeah, surprise. All right, I'm getting my list now. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> One of them's really, really, really short. And it's a, it's a, I, Dr. Seuss is who takes credit for this quote. Oh. Who knows what that actually means. But it's, don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. And that's just one of those ones that's always really stuck with me. Because it's a it's a shift in perspective. Because um, there's sometimes something ends, like a cinnamon roll, you know. <laughs> you start eating it and then it's gone. Don't be don't be sad it's gone, you know. Be happy that you had that delicious moment. <laughs> Wait for me. I think it's exactly what Doctor Seuss was thinking about when he. I know he was <laughs> thinking about life, but that's uh, that's kind of how I took it. But no. I had to, I have to I have to go with with one of my favorite quotes something I always come back to especially in times of trouble and it's from Martin Luther King Jr. and he said almost anything that happens to us may be woven into the purposes of God it may lengthen our cords of sympathy it may break our self-centered pride the cross which was willed by wicked men was woven by God into the tapestry of world redemption um that was from Strength to Love, which is kind of a, a book that's just some of his sermons compiled. And he said that in a sermon called Shattered Dreams. And, and I just think about that. There's there's so many things that can go long, wrong in life. And understanding that we have a God who can work all things together for good is just such a powerful hope to cling to. And I thought that that would be a great transition uh, into interviewing our, our special guest guest today so uh matt I'll, I'll let you start off okay um, i know that that we have some some questions from my dad and, and maybe it might be better to to let him share a little bit of who he is and his journey first mm -hmm. uh, before we get into those questions so before you ask your question dad why don't you share yeah. just a, a little bit of just a snapshot of who you are and how you ended up where you are right now i am a uh Full-time pastor, pastoring a church, a small or medium-sized church, has been my career for better than 40 years. I, I started out in missions in Belfast, Northern Ireland. I went from there to Baraboo, Wisconsin, from there to Columbus, Ohio, from there to Tampa, Florida, and I'm currently serving in the wilderness of Elkhart, Kansas, <laughs> on the Oklahoma border, eight miles from Colorado. Uh, all different settings, different uh, cultures, different languages almost, all English, but different dialects across the board mm. and uh, different cultures. And uh, that's kind of been my journey. Mm. That's awesome. So one of the things that's 
happen lately in your life. And I don't know that you were necessarily looking at retiring as soon as you are now, but something's happened in your life in the last year or so that's kind of made you rethink a lot. And and that's the heart of kind of what we want to talk to you about today, because I, I think that we all go through stuff in our lives, things that cause us to reevaluate who we are, what we are, what we believe, what 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 the road ahead means for us, what 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 are we gonna do? Uh, so describe uh, kind of the the diagnosis that you've got recently, and then we'll we'll turn it over to Matt. I know he's got a got a question to start you off with. Well, it, it all started with uh, some trembling in my hand, mm. uh, uh, and there's something called uh, essential tremors. What makes them essential? I have no idea, but that's what they call them. <laughs> and they thought it might be essential tremors, and I got the, I went through three different kinds of medications normally used for that, and none of that worked. Um, you know, you go through this process. Maybe it was a stroke, so you do MRIs with your brain and everything to see the stroke. Uh, then I started getting other uh, symptoms, um, aphasia. As you can kind of tell, I, there's some pauses in my speech. Yeah, uh, I have to think about what I say. I, I did a great sermon on that, though. You know, if you read Proverbs chapter 18, it really says you ought to think about what you say before you say it. But, <laughs> but it was a little disconcerting for me that I was not as quick of speech as I had been. Yes. Yeah. And um, my my legs are in a lot of pain and are not stable, so I have trouble with equilibrium. All this adds up to Parkinson's disease. Yeah. So I was finally uh, diagnosed with Parkinson's about a year ago and uh, have been on that journey. Uh, there's no cure at the moment yeah. uh, for Parkinson's, uh, but mm. they've come a long way with what uh, can be done as far as exercise, uh, physical therapy, uh, drugs. I, I kind of have the tremors a little bit under control depending on the circumstances, and I'm not walking so good. But uh, I happened to happen to see a video of a former rock star who couldn't play the guitar anymore, who started playing ping pong, and the ping pong brought his hands back such that he could play guitar. So I've been playing a lot of ping pong. Wow, that's cool. Uh, we bought a ping pong table and put it in our living room, and it's been good for our marriage as well as for my Parkinson's. That's, yeah, that's uh, blessings so, in disguise. Yeah, really. It, it just it's a fun part of the journey. Uh, and whatnot. And One of the things that I've learned, obviously, since you've been going through this that I didn't know that I think it's important to say is that Parkinson's is one of those things where you don't really diagnose it. You kind of cancel everything else out because it's still so much of it is still such a mystery. Yes. Uh, so that was kind of that was kind of mind blowing for me. And it shows itself in people's lives in different ways. Yeah. Everybody has different symptom symptomology. Uh, so, you know, you have to kind of figure it all out. It's a, it's a mystery and an unveiling. Mm. Ben, that idea is really, um, really interesting to me. You know, uh, a, a couple of years ago, um, my, my wife started kind of like having these, these kind of like random health problems and we were trying to figure out like what was going on with that. And eventually it led to uh, a, uh, a breast cancer, uh, diagnosis. So I, it, it sounds like obviously very different, uh, uh, diagnoses, but it sounds like you, you had this kind of inclination. Okay. Something's not right here. I know that, you know, I need to, I need to figure out what's going on. They're working to figure out what's going on. And then you get this, this diagnosis. I wonder what was it, what, what was it like to kind of like get an answer and then kind of process through that over the next X couple of weeks or months or whatever? Well, there, there's some comfort in getting a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, this is what we're we're about, and this is where we're going to go for the for the moment. Anyway, maybe it'll change, but for the moment, this is our diagnosis. This is the treatment plan. This is what's going to happen. Uh, there's some piece of this of um, I, I'm going to say everybody, maybe not everybody, but everybody wants to know what they're going to die of. <laughs> you know, is this, is this the end of my journey? This is what my journey is going to look like to yeah. the end, or, or is it going to be something else? Yeah. Um, I, I, I had somebody send me a, a thing that said the, the, uh, 
average lifespan of a adult male in America is 70 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means I got three years left <laughs> to, to do whatever. Yes. yes, yes you yes. know, it's just a sobering moment. Is, is this what it is? Is this what it's going to be? This is my battle of the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Has this been caused me to fight? Is this, you know, what do you have for me? What does this mean for my ministry? What does this mean for my life? What does yeah. this mean to my journey? What does this mean to my relationship to my children, to my grandchildren? Uh, everything changes. I've been very, very healthy all my life. Uh, I've been very capable. I, I hesitate to call myself an athlete because I really was a mediocre one at best. Okay. But, yes, yes. but I, I, I played, I, I, I ran, I lived everything that needed to be done at the church. I did on my own. Sure. Uh, you know, so losing uh, a bit of mobility and strength and stability uh, has really been a, a shaking. This is not going to get any better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wonder insofar as that goes, and, and again, I'm, I'm, it, it, to some degree, I recognize how inadequate this is for me to, to kind of compare these things. But I remember when, when I learned about my wife's diagnosis and and even recently, uh, my, my father was diagnosed with um, like a, a, a kind of precancerous kind of condition. Um, you know, in the moment, it, it was very much kind of like what you said. Uh, I was kind of like, oh, OK, so there's a there's a reason there's an answer, you know, and then it was kind of uh, in the in like the next 24 hours that it kind of like hit me in a certain way that, that like I felt a lot of the emotion of that really start to, to dwell up within me. Um, and I recognize that everybody processes those things differently. Is there any can you speak to to that, like what it was like in those those hours after your diagnosis or, or was it different in some way? Well, it's kind of, um, all right, Lord, you've allowed this to be in my life. Uh-huh. What, what does that mean? What are you asking of me? What does obedience mean at this point? Yes. What does it, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a very uh, transparent human being. So a lot of people knew about my diagnosis as I did. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you got to love church folks and Christians. They want to pray for you right away. Yeah. And, and, you know, they just pray for your, your hand and they expect it to quit shaking. You know, it's got to yeah. be healed right away and yes. it isn't happening. So they're disappointed. I'm disappointed for them. <laughs> for them. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't be a miracle today. Uh, so there's just this struggle that, that goes on, uh, with, with that. Um, but mostly it's just about, uh, figuring out what course God has in mind for me. Mm-hmm. And I can mm-hmm. speak to that if you'd like for me to. I, in, in the midst of all this struggle, um, some people know I, I just, I believe in the Word of God. And I, I find the Bible my source of strength and truth and direction. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm reading through uh, Exodus. And I get to Exodus chapter 3. And Moses has given God all the excuses why he can't go yes. and do what right. yeah. God wants him to do. And in Exodus chapter 4, God asked him a question. What do you have in your hand? In his case, it was the rod. And so I asked him, what do you have in your hand? And, and I'm kind of a smart aleck in this regard. I just I, A tremor. A tremor. Yes. That's what I got in my hand. I got a tremor. Not to be confused with the movie Tremors. Well, (laughs) kind (laughs) of. It's a big ugly worm crawls up my arm and makes my hand go crazy. (laughs) So cereal goes all over the bowl, the counter, and the house. But uh, God just kind of spoke to me in that moment and said, I've given this to you, and I want you to use it Mm -hmm. to help people, to to do my Mm. work in the kingdom. Yeah. And so uh, it's it's just been uh, an interesting journey at the number of people who have family members with Parkinson's, um, who are struggling with Parkinson's themselves, uh, who um, are healthcare people that deal with me, uh, who 
are just encouraged by my attitude, my belief, and my faith, and yeah. have been able to do some kingdom things mm-hmm. with, with all this. Even with the children, you know, it when I do children's sermons or I do the youth group or those kind of things, they they're very concerned when they see this shaking going mm-hmm. on, you know, and. If, if I can make light of it, if I can enjoy life along with the suffering, if it doesn't steal my joy, then it says to, to many, um, life is hard, life is difficult, life ends, life ends somehow, but don't let it steal your joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's kind of been my, my mission since. Yeah. One of the questions I have for you, is really interesting to me because it's funny how our journeys can affect other people's faith in positive and or negative ways. And I had a conversation with somebody recently who's struggling in their faith and you know that the, they saw somebody with that that in their mind was, so close to God and they have this incurable disease and their mindset is, well, if God's not going to cure this person in whom he loves or is, you know, what are proud of and whatever the heck that means, like, I mean, that that's their perception that may not actually be true. Then why in the world would, would God heal me? So it was almost, it, it had a, a negative effect and the frustrating thing is, is that sometimes we don't always get a chance to refute that or speak into that. And so I kind of wanted to play a little bit of devil's advocate with you as far as giving you a chance. Like if, if, if somebody was going through that, what, what, what do you say to somebody like that? Who's, who's allowing what's happening to, to you to affect their faith negatively? Not, not to to sound too grandiose or egotistical, but be easy for me to say, I have given my life to the gospel. Mm. I've given my life to Christ. I've spent the entirety of my life, my career, I've moved away from family. We've made uh, sacrifices as a family. Yeah, um, I, mm. I still work in every weekend so that I, I can't do things with friends and this and that and the other. Uh, Christmas and Easter are my workest yes. time. Yes. Workest is not a word. Uh, <laughs> aphasia. Busiest. Call it aphasia. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, I can say, why would God do this to me? Yeah. And mm-hmm. not heal. And I could get bitter about it. But, but I've learned along the way, God, God takes us places. And, and in fact, when, when I, went through divorce with your mother. I was really upset that there were so many people. I mean, people who had rough marriages, difficult things, everything, and God healed their relationships and put them all together. And I got more bitter about that than I did about Parkinson's, I can tell you. Yeah. Hmm. Why, why yeah. didn't you do work a miracle in my, my marriage? Why didn't you work a miracle here like you did for others? And God was pretty clear at saying to me, where I'm taking you now, you're going to learn lessons for where I'm taking you later. Mm, yeah. And w- what I put you in, I'll see you through. Yeah. And those are very clear messages through the darkest hours of, most difficult hours of my life. And I've always found God to be faithful in, in that. And so I- I'm trying to think of his name. His name is Naylor. I can't think of his first name. He's written most of the hymns in the uh, Church of God hymn book. But the guy was in bed most of his life. Mm. Yeah, he, he never got out of bed. He was sick. He was, you know, and did God heal him? No. He was healing people from his bed. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. He wrote like 900 hymns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else do you have to do? What else do you have to do when you're in bed? <laughs> well, somebody say if, if God lays you horizontal, it's so you look vertical. Yeah. But, uh, you know, God takes you through stuff in life. And what you have to say is, this side of death is not heaven. Yeah. This is a struggle. This is the work time. This is the, the harvest. This is the, the, the difficulties that we, we go through. The reward 
is complete healing, and that's the healing of ourselves and resurrection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we got stuff to deal with. Okay. I have a good friend. Uh, you'll appreciate this, Will. He's a bishop. Mm. And uh, we went to a, a athletic store, uh, one of the Dick's or someplace like that was closing out, and, and they had a big sale on athletic stuff. And he saw a member of his church with a whole cart full of weights and bands and all this stuff to get in shape. And I remember him looking at him and laughing. He said, you know, if you're not careful, you'll die of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's always stuck with me. You know, at the end of this, we wear out. Yeah. And And we need God's strength for those hours more than ever. I need God now more than ever. I'm more dependent on God now than I've ever been. Yeah. And that's what this has done for me. Is is some of that joy. preparation for heaven almost, you think? I, I think everything is preparation for your calling mm-hmm. on this earth. Yeah. And to get your, you should be, for lack of a better word, happy to go. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You you mentioned this a little bit. I want to dig into it a little bit deeper because I get frustrated as a pastor with this because there's that scripture that says, by his stripes we are healed. And so many people take that as a physical healing. And that word there, healing, actually really is talking about the spiritual. But people take that on to say, okay, Jesus died on the cross so that I could be healed. And yet, yeah, you, I mean, that's right. But that that healing ultimately is eternity with him. It's not necessarily that the promise isn't here. And sometimes God does choose to heal. And, and, I, and I guess that it's like you said, with with marriage, sometimes we can get in a wrestling match with God as far as, OK, what, why here and not here? And some of that is just trying to understand the sovereignty of God, which is, I mean, I don't know. Smart. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what I was trying to say. Uh, but. For for me, that's one of the hardest things to say is, especially even even with my struggles with my back, is that I I have to trust the sovereignty of God for what season I'm in. And to say at, at the end of the day, it's harder for me to have this perspective because I'm 35 years old. But at the end of the day, this is not what I'm living for. Like, and when compared to eternity... But to me, it's it's not it's not just hope for eternity; it's hope for today. So I wouldn't mind if you dug in a little bit deeper, just some of the ways where you feel like your faith has helped you tackle some of the difficult things that have come since you've been diagnosed. As as far as you know, are, what are the tangible things that you feel like really God is helped you get through that you feel like you, you, I mean, in some ways you'd be lost if you didn't have faith. Well, that's probably all encompassing everything. I, I, I'd like to speak to something that you brought up. You and I actually talked about it last night. You said, I think some of my back problems are spiritual. We compartmentalize our lives. Mm-hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, there's a physical side and then there's my spiritual side and then yeah. there's my emotional side yes. and there's my, you know, and, and we, we work out of compartments, which is not true. We're whole. We're mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're entire. And, and the healing that, that God does in our lives uh, is, is whole. So maybe we need emotional healing, but our emotional healing helps us with our physical healing. Uh-huh. Or uh, maybe I need physical healing and it helps me with my spiritual healing. Um, I, I think my faith has said to me, there are things that God couldn't get done in my life unless I am where I am. Mm. If you were asked me to, to teach on leadership, I, I would teach about the importance of delegation. I talk about Moses and his father-in-law and his father-in-law saying you've taken on too much and you need to separate it out and you need to delegate some responsibilities. I teach that. Yeah. I never lived it. <laughs> <laughs> I never lived it. 
if it if it was needed to be done, I did it myself. I, I did it my own. And God has taken me to this place where I can't do it mm. on my own. Uh-huh. I have to ask people to help me. Yeah. And that kills me. Why? Yeah. Pride. Yeah. Pride. I don't want to go to restaurants to eat because I tend to throw food around. I eat like a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's embarrassing. And it's pride. Yeah. And and God is doing uh, my my faith tells me God is doing something in me that it was incapable of doing any other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a better leader now than I was before. Yeah. I'm less prideful now because there's nothing to be proud of. This <laughs> 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 so guy can't even hang on to a French fry. You, you know, um, my my faith tells me God loves me. God wants to see me at my best. Yeah. And he's going to take me through whatever I need to go through to achieve that place. Why, why at this season of my life, I'm not sure. But but God's sovereignty is in, is involved there, and so I just trust that whatever comes next, I need to be more humble. I need to be more uh, dependent. Yeah. Uh, I need to delegate more. Uh, I need to encourage others. I need to let others help me, and allow that to be the fruit of their calling. Um, that's that's the season I'm in, and my faith tells me that's going to be good. Yeah. And so I have joy in that. And like, I don't know that I love to do this, but I mean, part of that too, you can look at it from the, a different view of what, what would your life have been like had you been diagnosed or these symptoms showed up when you were 40 versus 65, you know, you know, just how sometimes I think when we go through something difficult our attention goes completely on that and it doesn't allow us to see not only the blessings that have been but the blessings that are currently surrounding us because we're too focused on well this stinks this is miserable i hate this i'm i'm so tired of this but sometimes when you take that mindset that's that's all you see and you don't see you know, some of the things that you can see when your attitude changes. And I can't quote your Dr. Seuss quote completely, but <laughs> don't be sad about it when it's gone. Be, be glad you had it. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and um, you know better than anybody will. I've had a great life. Yeah. I've had great friends. I've had great churches. I've had great ministry. Uh, I've had great health. I've got great children. I've got great grandchildren. Uh, all that's well and good, and and this is just a new season that that's different. And my health is is not as good; it's gone. Well, I can sit around and throw a pity party because it's 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 over. Be sorry that it's gone, or mm-hmm. I can say thank God that I that I had those yeah. hours in those days that I did. Yeah, because there are others who who suffer long through life, yeah. and I haven't had to do that. So I, I, you know, I'm thankful. Yeah, that's cool. That part, that, that that last part is is just so extremely powerful. I think because you know there there are many situations in which um, I I've seen it in um, friends or family members where they they hit bad news and it it can be of all all kinds, right? A uh, loss of uh, um, uh, a loved one or uh, a job or or something like that too, and the depression kind of overtakes them, and that and there and it's very difficult for them to to kind of claw back out. Um, but there is something I think so powerful about just, just making the effort to go forward. And then in that way, you'll find, um, hopefully, you know, I, I, at least I, I, I believe this myself that, you know, God will be there to kind of, you know, support you. And it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not sure I can do this very well, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then, you know, you kind of realize that God is doing something and it just, you know, you realize that there are still, um, there's still purpose. There's still, you know, there's still things to do. There's, it's, it's, there's a certain, you know, kind of excitement that comes from that too, about how God can use us even in those moments where we're not, we don't feel like we're our best selves, but that's, 
that's where God uses us the best sometimes. There, there's, there's a lot. I, I give my wife credit. She says, you know, the, the nice thing about this is we've got a real adventure in front of us. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. we, we can mo- move wherever we want to. We can go and do and be whatever we want. We just have to be obedient to God, and everything's going to be fine. It's just going to be a whole new adventure. Yeah. And what was is no more or probably will not be anymore, and, and that's okay. Yeah. I do something new. I did something new when I moved to Elkhart. <laughs> you know, went from Tampa, Florida, a town of a couple million, to Elkhart, yep. a town of a thousand. Uh, and I'm learning a whole new, whole new deal, and that was exciting. Yes. And, you know, there's not a lot of exciting about pain and not being able to sleep and embarrassing and yeah, 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 yeah. It goes with suffering, but but it is a new adventure, and uh, you just have to brace yourself for it. Yeah. Brace uh, yourself. Brace yourself. Now we got a Mr. Bean quote in here, too. <laughs> this is perfect. Lots of quotes going on. Well, I think uh, this is probably a good time for us to transition into what we do at the end of the uh, podcast, and that is the most important question. And for this, sometimes we have ways of asking this question that guide us in certain ways, but I think probably often we'll come back to this idea of what has God been teaching you. And, and for me, it's such a good question for us to continue to ask ourselves mm-hmm. as, as human beings, because one, for me personally, it makes me think about spending time in the Word of God and that I need to be consistently spending time in the Word of God, not as a pastor, not in sermon preparation, but mm-hmm. as a person who needs the Word of God in my life, and then to think critically about, okay, what have I been reading lately? How is it affecting my life? What What's God trying to teach me? How, how God, how's God trying to bring me through? And, and so, I'll, Matt, you want to go first? You want me to go first? We didn't... Why don't you go first, okay. if you don't I'll, mind? Yeah, no, I don't mind at all. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, there was a, I've been reading through uh, Luke, and I got to a part in Luke where basically there's a scripture that I feel like I've never really understood that I've kind of been frustrated with. And before I, I, you know, I read the title and I knew I was about to read it and I kind of stopped before I kept reading and I said, okay, God, this is something that I've never really understood. I really would appreciate if you would give me new understanding, new perspective. And sometimes we're ready for it and sometimes we're not. And praise the Lord, I think for this time I, I was ready for it because there's there's times that I've asked that and I, I still don't understand. <laughs> and I think that that just means that we have to we have to keep reading and, and keep learning and keep growing and, and someday we'll be ready for that information. But there's this piece in Scripture. It's Luke 11, starts at verse 5 and goes to verse 13. And it's just kind of the story that a parable that Jesus tells and says, hey, if if you go to a friend's house and you knock on the door and say, hey, I want some food. And he's like, man, my family's asleep. Leave me alone. And he'll walk away and, and you can walk away. But he said, if you stand there and you keep knocking on the door, eventually he's going to help you. Not because uh, he's your friend. He's going to help you because you're annoying the living daylights out of him. <laughs> and he just wants you to go away. <laughs> and it's almost like this idea, like, Jesus is saying, this This is how you need to pray, not ceasing, keep knocking, keep asking. And I think I just got to a point where I was like, okay, God, I read this, and then I, I see people who have incredible prayer lives who ask and knock and ask and knock, and, and it just doesn't seem like they ever get the answers that they're looking for. And I know that there's so much more involved with that than just that, but I, I just being honest with my heart, like I've, I've struggled with that. What, what, what about these people that, that keep asking and, and keep knocking and, and you're, you're not giving them answers or giving them what they want. And maybe that's part of the problem, but the end of this thing, there's a verse that really stuck out to me. I'll read 11 through 13. This is in Luke. It says, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, you are going to give him a snake instead. Or if he asks for an egg, You'll give him a scorpion. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, 
how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And for some reason, that part at the end, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? That part really just kind of punched me in the face because it almost made it seem like God, Jesus is not talking about you just pray for whatever's going on and, and if you keep praying, He'll eventually change your circumstances. No, what Jesus is saying is that if you keep praying and you keep asking for the Holy Spirit, He will bless you with what you need when it comes to the Holy Spirit. So if you're going through trials and sorrows and whatnot, you keep praying for joy, God will give you joy. If you need peace and you keep praying for peace, God will give you peace. If you need love, if you need faithfulness, goodness, gentleness, like those are the things that God gives. Those are the things that he overflows with. He may not change your circumstances, but he will change you. Mm -hmm. And that was like a big turnover for me because it's like, okay, how many of us are we praying for the wrong things? We're praying for God to change our circumstances instead of our attitude or change Mm -hmm. uh, or or just give us what we're lacking because we go through those seasons where I don't, I'm not having joy. I'm not having patience. I'm not having peace, but okay, am, am I praying for those things? And am I praying nonstop for those things? God, you know, bring this in my life. And I feel like God gave me great clarity there is quit, quit asking for me to, to change your circumstances. Instead, pray for the Holy Spirit, because when you receive the Holy Spirit, even if your problems don't go away, you'll find out that your problems don't bother you as much as they were. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was really, really powerful for me because it was taking something that I struggled with and God brought me clarity. And that was a really cool moment for me. Yeah. And don't, and don't you think that sometimes when we're, we're kind of making those kind of prayers to God, we're, we're doing it with such kind of like specificity that it's like, you know, again, it's kind of it's being disrespectful in a way because it's kind of ignoring the sovereignty or the 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 all-knowingness that that is at at work there as a part of God's plan and it's like no I want you to do this God I want I want you to be a God that that I am creating in my image that I want to Mm. do things in a very certain way that's how I know you'll have answered my prayer when God is kind of like there's actually you have a lot of options you know um that actually kind of connects really well with uh with what I feel like God's been teaching me uh these last few weeks i've kind of been going through and i I don't know exactly the cause for it uh but but just been feeling really um really really worn down and a little a little worn out uh tired depressed i think a little bit i think some of it is kind of like the post-semester uh, uh, just feeling that comes from um, being done with the semester, but still having to work uh, through the summer or something like that. Um, but but you know, there are just just some things that were going on that I didn't really know how to how they were going to work out. So maybe feeling a little stressed due to uncertainty and some things. And I I would pray about it a little bit, uh, you know. And and it was only really last week that I kind of realized it was after a conversation with you actually, well, that uh, where you were talking about. Um, uh, going to the gym and working out, and uh, and then you mentioned it in your sermon uh, uh, recently too. But I realized that is that is actually something that is really helpful for me whenever I get into this kind of like really deep funk. And I was like, so why am I not making use of this thing that I know kind of helps my 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 mental state just feel a little bit more positive, helps give me clarity of thought and feel like I'm not as sluggish and not as depressed. And and that was a real that was kind of like an eye-opening reminder I felt like from God just saying like, man, you have these 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 options, these tools, these things you can do to, you know, kind of at least, you know, kind of deal with accommodate you know your circumstances you don't know what's going to happen with this decision at work you don't know exactly what's going on with you know an issue that you know uh is happening at at home or something like that but but you can at least you know uh take care of yourself in a way that you know how to respond to those things at your best and and so do that there's no reason not to and that and that was really freeing for me and so you know have been working out a little bit more this week and it has helped me feel a lot better a lot more positive about myself and just you know a lot more or peace and hope about what's going to come, um, even with some questions that I have about the, those things. So a really powerful, you know, reminder there from God that the kind of dovetails well off of that. Yeah, I think that life is in a lot of ways a series of getting stuck and trying to get unstuck. And I think that for for me, one of the things that you talk about is wh- how do you how do you notice when you see yourself get to that point? Yes. And then how do you 
how do you get yourself to to wake up and say okay let let's let's switch it up a little bit because yeah, I yeah. think it's so easy to get stuck in routine and routine's not necessarily a bad thing but sometimes that routine gets us so just like it takes our mind out of it yeah like, I mean like how many times have I gotten in my car <laughs> to go somewhere and I've just driven to church because uh-huh. that's just <laughs> that's where I go most of the time uh-huh, uh-huh. and like that's what I'm saying like Sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta work yourself out of that. I think just just real quick on that, you, you mentioning that did remind me of something that I probably should have mentioned along uh, in telling my thing. Uh, one one of the things that also kind of brought it to light was, uh, you know, uh, my my wife spoke into it a little bit. You know, she she was able to kind of identify it and put it into words the way that I was feeling, and in doing that, that gave me a lot of clarity. Oh, so I'm not, I'm just not quite. I'm not quite right. You know, I need to, I, I can be better than this, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, having that supportive relationship, we've talked about accountability on this podcast in the past. And sometimes that's what accountability can look like too. It's not like holding someone's feet to the fire and saying, are you doing this? It's more just like, you know, just kind of sharing an observation and, and asking if everything is okay or something yeah. like that. That can be really um, gentle, but also very impactful. And, and it has been for me um, recently. All right, takeaways. So, I'll uh, I'll go first so that you guys have time because I have two and I'll do them. I'll do them quick. Okay. But pops, we we always do at the end of the show. Just what what was your big takeaway from our conversation? Whether it's something that you thought of through talking or something that we said that that sparked an idea or a thought. There's there's a couple things. One of the things that you said, Dad, you talked about finding ping pong and how that has been a a, a blessing to you. And I, I just really thought that that was powerful, how sometimes you, you had to find your joy. You know, each trial comes with different things, and sometimes it it causes us the need to become creative and say, well, what what can I do? Mm-hmm. How How can I do something different and sometimes it it it's leaning on those to to say let's 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 do something different the the other thing matt that you said that kind of blows my mind and i think that it probably deserves its its own episode but i'll 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 end just by by saying it am i making god in my image or am i letting god make me in his Mm -hmm. whoa that's a really good question yeah I know. I'm amazing. That's my takeaway takeaway (laughs) for today. That's your takeaway. Thank you for that. No, my takeaway is actually, uh, uh, Denny, it's something that you said um, where uh, there's just th- th- this idea. I've thought about this a lot and even kind of goes back to my my, um, my 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 what's God teaching me. I think a lot, you know, you read a lot of research about how, you know, our bodies are so connected, you know, the mental and the physical and how one connects to the other. But I do think there is something to be said There's that, that maybe we just you know, because that's all we can kind of observe through science. That's where we stop sometimes. I think the idea of thinking about our body, our, ourselves more holistically, not just the physical, not just the mental, but also the emotional, also the spiritual, how those things all interplay together is that's, that's just hugely important for how we see ourselves and, and how we, how we live our lives. You know, I think based on, you know, what, what, what healing looks like and how that can touch each of those different aspects of ourselves. I think that's just a really that's a powerful concept and and to anybody you know i don't i don't know how many people listen to to our podcast that might be kind of um i don't know in a, in a different place with their faith or maybe even a little agnostic or something like that i think it's just an interesting concept to think about from that basis as well we can accept you know again through the through like looking at things of science we can accept certain aspects of ourselves and whatever that looks like but man how 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 easy it seems for me to say that actually there's like just a couple of things that we can't necessarily measure with scientific instruments, but that are very much a part of us. And just, just that idea of how it all works together is really cool to me. There's a really good example of that too. I I think in life that just about everybody's experience is that you can be bone tired physically and haven't really done anything Uh because you are emotionally or mentally just exhausted 
I think that happens to a lot. Like when you have to expend a lot of emotions and you're like, man, I, I got to go take a nap. I haven't done anything like physically exhausting, but like, I'm just, I'm just shot, Yeah, you know, yeah. and all those levels we see as separate levels. They're all really intermingled. Yes, yes, yes. To extend that just a little, you know, this, this idea, it's like we, we see that. That seems like something that happens on maybe an everyday basis. But man, why is it so that hard then to believe that there can also be other levels that also connect into a deeper emotional connection to with our bodies or spiritual connection to, between our bodies? I, I mean, you know, as, as someone that, that had that kind of struggle with my faith and wondered, like, what is the spirit? You know, is that, you know, how does that, how does that work? I just love those types of kind of like logical, um, connections because it just makes it seem so much more relatable and, and real um, to me, tangible in a way yeah. that sometimes is hard. Pops, what you got? What's your what's your takeaway from today's convo? Well, this may sound silly, but haven't gotten away from the Martin Luther King Jr. quote. Oh, that's great. And and I wish I wish I had words like tapestry in my vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's a Every time I read him, I'm just like, wow, I'm not that smart. Yeah. Well, you know, they're just people who who have a broad vocabulary and they use it colorfully. And, and I see that and I just think to myself, everything that goes in, if you allow God, he'll weave it into a tapestry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it was a yellow tapestry and that's all there was, it would be one boring tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> And, but it takes a lot of colors, and it takes dark colors and bright colors and pure colors and, and, and darker colors, and, and that's what makes a tapestry beautiful. Yeah. And I think we have to trust God to weave things in our lives, some that are hard and some that are a struggle and some that are challenging and some that are victorious and some that are there, and, and have hope. I still have hope that I'm going to be healed. I still have hope that if I'm not, it's going to be okay. Mm. I still have hope things will be up and down. There'll be good days and bad days. It'll all be woven into the tapestry of my life. I'm so glad I said that. that just, <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm going to start working that into my vocabulary. That's tapestry. <laughs> the tapestry. But, but it's true. Um, everything is woven in. And we just have to say, it was good. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, can't think of a better way to end than that, honestly. Yeah, that's man. fantastic. <laughs> that's that's it for us this week. Appreciate you listening. Thanks for being a part. Hopefully tune in next week. We're signing out. So I'm gonna say bye. We love you guys. Have a good week.